Hello and welcome to the Grind Hours Podcast for October Monday, October 2nd. I, I Hold on, let me redo that. Jesus Christ. What are you eating? A marshmallow? Donuts. Oh, it looked Munchkins. It, it looked like a marshmallow. For, was that a powdered sugar one? Yeah. Yeah, it looked like a it looked like <laughs> a, a marshmallow. Alright. I'm playing Fluffy Buddy over here by myself. <laughs> Three, two. Hello and welcome to the Grind Hours podcast for Monday, October second, twenty twenty three. And Nick, a couple of reasons why we have to do this on a Monday. I'm going up to Syracuse in a matter of hours to see Bill Burr tomorrow with the Cuzzo and my brother. Going to hang out with both of my brothers and John tonight. So. Going just how fun scheduling yeah a little uh little birthday get together for uh for my brother Vinny so a happy early birthday I will definitely t- probably t- I will talk to him li- today and wish him a happy birthday on next week's podcast but Nick we have to start where the rest of the country is starting and that's with my Jets I didn't recognize who was playing quarterback. For the Jets under center last night. I they looked good for a little while. Looked good. He looked like he was the second overall pick <clears throat> in the draft three years ago. He looked every bit as good as Patrick Mahomes. Before we get into what I want to say, Nick, I'm yes. going to play a you know blind box score for you real quick. Okay. Contestant number one. 18 of 30, 203, one touchdown, two picks. Contestant number two, 28 of 39, 245, two touchdowns. Who was who? I have a feeling the first one was Mahomes and the second one was Wilson. Yes. Now, if you just play blind box score and say (coughs) one of these quarterbacks did that, one of these quarterbacks did the other thing, you would suggest number one is Wilson, number two is Mahomes. Au right. contraire, it was the opposite. He played out of his mind. I... But this is what he always does. No, 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 no. He gives no, 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 you... No, 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 no. Let, yeah. me, let, 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 let me bring it down. Let me break it down for you. Uh-huh. I was all ready to go, oh, on the uh, field goal drive. Yep. To go, oh, well, you know... This is what he always does. He always shows us signs of one drive and then he'll, he'll crap the bed for the rest of the, the game. No, he put together a quarter. And everybody I was talking to this week, I said the same thing that you were about to say. Oh, it's only one drive. Oh, it's a, a sign here and there. He can't put a couple of drives together. He can't put a quarter together. He was the better quarterback 
for two quarters there. He played the best football he's ever played. He showed something that no Jet fan, even the most positive Zach Wilson, Wilson truther, would, he played out of his mind. He never showed that publicly in a game before. If he can do that, we're going to win a ton of games. The, the whole, uh, but that's the, that's the thing. Can he do it again? He showed it once. All the Jeff fans are, are singing his praises. He's the best quarterback in the league. I always knew this was in him. Yada, 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 yada. Can you do it again? Nick, what are you doing? Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's the ultimate question, is it not? Is can he do it again? Because history has shown no he flat out cannot do it again he does this right. is what he always does he gives you one game a year where you're tantalized you're like oh it could be the real thing and, and this is but, what we saw when he was at byu and this is why we spent the second overall pick on him and then he craps the bed again next week he'll have four interceptions and no touchdowns and it'll this, be back to square one but you know this, this is different you have to hold out hope you have to hold out hope at the end of the day that he can get something done because what what's the other option? Trevor Simeon? I mean, come on. Well, going into this 2016 game, Nick would be very impressed with Trevor Simeon, as you may remember from the hard truth era. But... No, this is, this is completely different. Full transparency. I was ready to go to Trevor Simeon next week. If, if Wilson was Patriot game, Wilson. I was ready to go to to Trevor Simeon next week. But this changes the whole trajectory of the season. If he can do this again. Because not only did he show the Jet fans he can do it, well, guess what? The rest of the NFL now has tape on him. And now has tape of him doing the things that he did against the Kansas City Chiefs. But he played with rhythm. He played with tempo. He played with confidence. And he did something that, again, I don't think even the biggest Zach Wilson fan thought he was capable of looking like this. Because, look, this was Roger's light. This is what we were supposed to get with the number two overall pick. But, and I texted a couple, I texted Dan Grasso, who was in the building last night. I said... This is unbelievable. I can't believe this was this type of game is in Zach. And I said, "Is the building on fire?" He said it was an out of body experience last night in the building. When it, the, I bet the building was up for grabs. All the Jet fans were behind him. The defense was feeding off of him. There was a chance there for the game to really go the Jets' way. And I don't want to be this guy, but I'm going to be this guy. The refs stole a game from us. Stole absolutely stole a game from the Jets because the defensive pass interference call on Sauce Gardner was not, or defensive pass interference, defensive holding, was not holding. Robert Sala has every bit of right to be upset. And if I was him, instead of saying, I have no comment on that play, I would have been fined again because he's going to get fined for the unsportsmanlike conduct for just chewing the ref's ears off. But I, I would, you know, there's three words I would have used, and they would have been bleeped on radio. Mm-hmm. One starts with a B. The other one 
starts with an F. And I don't want to get I don't I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here with Zach Wilson because he did have the ultimate Zach Wilson moment to late in the game to help cost them the game, which was the fumble in the fourth quarter. No, the, the refs. I'm that happens. Okay, even the best quarterbacks. You know, Josh Allen fumbled away the game. I'm not saying that good quarterbacks don't make mistakes, but with Zach Wilson, there's more of a pattern. Right, but I, I'm not putting this game on Zach. I'm not putting this game on the defense. After the first quarter where it looked like it was just going to be a turnstile all game, they gave up 17 mm-hmm. points in the first quarter. They gave up six for the rest of the game. Six. Yeah. Against yeah. this offense, six points in three quarters. I'm not putting it on the defense. That was on the refs. Also... <laughs> On the Mahomes scramble that ultimately sealed the game, there was an offensive holding call that wasn't called. Jermaine Johnson got mauled, and it wasn't called. So that game's on the refs. I hate being that guy. You know how much I don't like being that guy. But I'm going to be that guy because it it was clear that those two plays are clear as day. I'm going to hold this game just like I hold the Michigan-TCU game. I'm not saying that the Jets would have went down the field and either kicked the field goal to tie or scored a touchdown to win. But if they have the ball with what? It was like four minutes to go in the game there. The Mm -hmm. whole crowd is behind Zach. And Jet fans actually believe he's going to go down the field and score. That's never happened before. It may never happen again. We were on this podcast a week ago saying the Jets got three chances and they just threw it away last week. So they had a chance, and that's all you can ask for. But the refs stole that from us. And again, I hate being that guy, but I'm going to harp on that. And looking forward a little bit, they're going to beat Denver. They have to beat Denver. Denver is putrid. Denver is off. I mean, that whole division outside of the Chiefs is awful. So all three of those games look somewhat winnable right now. No, but, uh, you know, the next two weeks, I'm already penciling in a win against Denver. Because, again, they stink. They are horrible. They almost lost to a Chicago team that's getting raided by the FBI. And everybody is... Throwing, you know, Justin Fields out of town and, and packing Mac Eberflus's things into boxes right now. Ironically, he actually played good yesterday. Justin Fields. Uh, well, he had yeah, a solid I know. game. He he had a really good game. And they were up twenty-eight to three. Twenty-eight to three they were up for majority of that game. Well, we've seen what happens with that before. But I'm just saying, like there was a moment in time where Denver, it looked like they were not going to win a game because if you can't beat Chicago, who are you beating? And they still have two games against the Chiefs and two games against the Chargers. They stink. Their, te- their season's in the toilet. So you have I don't to know beat if that I would, team. I don't know if I would consider either of the Chargers game as definitive wins. I mean, we'll get to it later, but Brandon Staley and Josh McDaniels looked like they were having a fired off yesterday. I, but I'm just saying, like... That, that, that was embarrassing. 
Herbert is way more talented than anybody on uh, on Denver's roster. They're not. Yes. If you can't stop Justin Fields, you're not going to be able to stop Justin Herbert. Right. That's okay. all I'm saying. So yeah. The real question is, can you beat Philly? And no. Philly looks very as good. As who? who can, Jets. can who beat Philly? The Jets. No, absolutely not. Well, Come on. Let me give you the case. Because Sam Howell almost beat Philly yesterday. Okay, okay. Philly. I'll, I'll hear I, this listen, out. I was, I, I, I'm the, I was the biggest non-Eagle fan supporter. I thought they looked really good when everybody else thought they were you know, we're having a Super Bowl hangover. But they almost lost a very winnable game against Washington. And at home. And they almost threw that game away. So, if Zach Wilson plays like he played last night against Philadelphia, they have a shot. They have a real shot. Because that defense... That is if such you could, a big if, though. I Listen, I understand that. but Ah, uh, nothing hits like the first rip. The first, look, listen. First rip of the day. <laughs> For those who uh, were listening at home, Nick just took a took a hit of a jewel. I I don't care I'm what smoking, it is. I'm smoking that Bengals pack. I don't care what it is. They all look like jewels. There was to a me. party in Nashville last night. Let me tell you, boy. <laughs> but ah, feeling the high. He, I'm just saying, Zach Wilson. Has now yeah. shown it. Before, you and I were screaming to the hills because he never showed it before. This was, I agree with you on that. This is the first game where he showed you that he could be the guy. But the problem is, this is his third year. And it was one time. The good thing it was, it was at the Chiefs. In prime so, time. Yeah, I mean, he stepped, he really stepped up. They needed him to step up and he stepped up. So I can't fault him for that. No, and again, this game is not on the coaching staff. It's not on the the, the offense. It's not it's, on the defense. It's on the it's reps. It's the referees. So, it's a gut punch of a loss because, dude, let me tell you, rooting against Mahomes, not a fun experience. No, you never want to root against Mahomes. That's why I picked the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and I was the only happy one in the ha- house that day. It's, it's just, it's never ever fun i i I, because it's it's the same i've been through this i watch brady twice a year do this to my team he's exactly like brady if you give him the ball with less than five minutes to go you can just turn the game off right then and there game's over he's not losing they're not giving the ball back game is over and because of a bogus defensive holding call that was the case. So, and I mean, three, just imagine that three interceptions. They would have turned Mahomes over three times. When has he ever thrown three picks? I don't know if that's ever happened. So let me Google that real quick. It, it's, it's amazing to me that they actually played this well. And oh, by the way, NBC is probably pissed off because they had all this Taylor Swift stuff already. They didn't get to use it. Did she really rent out a whole, the whole stadium for a day so that Travis Kelsey could catch footballs? I saw that on TikTok, but I wasn't sure I don't if that think was that's true. true. I don't think that's true. But Most interceptions in a game three, so that would have been, tied his record. 
but again, that uh, what did that happen once? Like that never once. happens. And, that, and that's a huge testament to the Jets' defense. It shows they can play with anybody. So if if Zach Wilson can be this Zach Wilson the rest of the year, the season might be salvageable. The season and, is salvageable. And if you're Zach Wilson, and the coaching staff, just turn that tape on. Turn let me those let me ask you a question. Let me yep. ask you a question. As a fan and as somebody well-connected in the, the sports world of New York, what is Wilson's leash now? Like, if he reverts to the mean, how many games does he get before they go to Simeon? Uh, he's definitely... Now that, they, now that they have this on film, they know he can be this. He's definitely secure through the bye week because... And when I'm, is the bye week again? Week seven. So okay. not at, not at, it's they have Denver and Philly before the bye week. Okay. If he plays well Denver against is Denver, probably a win. You would again, think. it's a toss up against Philly again. If the if, if and it's a it write it in the biggest font in the in the boldest font. It's a ginormous if. But all Jet fans were asking was give us a sign, and this is like the bat signal glowing through the darkness of hell. Like, that's how bright this is for Jet fans. And I don't want to go overboard and say we're going to the Super Bowl and and Zach's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, he's the best quarterback in New York. I've heard it all this morning. I want to hear that. But we can win it. He's not the best quarterback in New York. I got news for you. Hope he continues to play like this. For this year, he might be. We'll see. We'll see if tonight. He can, if he continues this, mm-hmm. and Daniel Jones continues his season, I, it's the there's a conversation, but I'm not going that far. No. I'm saying if he can play like this, or even 80% like what he did last night, the Jets are a playoff team. Because they will win... A ton of games in the back half of their schedule because their back half of their schedule, even with you know Texans being better than we thought, and Miami being better than we thought, they can win games. And I'm not scared of really anybody after that Black Friday game. So hats off to Zach Wilson. Credit where it's due. I never thought I would be saying that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to. I was ready to drive to his house in Jersey and pack his bags and drive him to the airport. <laughs> but what he was able to do, flip the script for his entire career, and to answer your question, I think he's good for the rest of the year. I, I really think he's good for the if rest of the year. If he plays like this, he's good for the rest of the year. No, but look at who they're playing, the the the, the back half of their schedule. it It, it is... Teams that you're not going to lose to, even if he reverts back to the mean, they're not going to lose to a to the to a bunch of these teams, because, I mean, it's the Raiders who stink. Chargers very beatable. Falcons stink. Texans are better than we thought. Browns. We'll get to the Texans later. Browns. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm still not a believer. We'll Commanders, get to the Browns later, too. Commanders, very beatable. And and the Patriots stink. 
So we'll get to the Patriots later too. Little three little teases for you. I mean, from week nine of the rest of the season, it's home against Chargers, at Raiders, at Bills, home against the Dolphins, home against the Falcons, home against the Texans, at Miami, home against the Commanders, at the Browns, and at the Patriots. They could win out and make the playoffs. After that Bills game, they could seriously win out. And there's winnable games. The Giants are a winnable game coming off of a bye. They are. The Jets are coming off of a bye or the Giants are? The Jets are coming off of a bye. Yeah, they could win that. That would really uh, stir controversy up there. So, from a lost season, what he was able to do last night buys him the rest of the year and again it's a it's a baby step but it again at least he showed he can play with the big boys and he played well he made throws that Rodgers makes last night i i seriously it was like a they did a, a body switch before the game maybe they did like, we were I talking about that in the in the the outback chat last night maybe like, they switched bodies uh, that it, but that's what it looked like. They did an ayahuasca trip together, and their souls transferred. Yes, and, and uh, you know, I want to get off of this because I don't want to c- continue to repeat myself. But yeah, no, we're good. This, I, I, this changes the tenor of the season. It it truly does, wholeheartedly, because you have a chance to to be three and three at the bye. There's a chance you beat Philly now. Before we go to break, I'll just run through uh, three keys to the Giants tonight, since I assume this will come out before the game starts. Probably, yeah. So, I will look like a prophet. Um, <laughs> three keys to the if If the Giants are going to beat Seattle tonight, which Seattle is good. First of all, the corners have to step up. The number one key, Deontay Banks, Darnay Holmes, Adoree Jackson. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett can't beat you. You you got to make him go to Will Disley. You got to make him go to Kenneth Walker. You got to make him go to JSN. Which, you know, good luck. But corners got to step up. Mm-hmm. Number one thing, make Geno Smith beat you with the outside guys. Even though I need a big Tyler Lockett fantasy day, I'm willing to take the L if it means the Giants take the W. Number two, control the line of scrimmage. Obviously, that goes without saying. That's the key to winning any game. But they can do it. They've got a great, um, they got a great front set, uh, front four, or front. I was gonna say front seven, but the linebackers are iffy. Excuse no, me. But front do they? Seven. Do they? Yeah, Dexter Lawrence, Ashawn Robinson. They're all they good. Have not shown up all season. They've been playing against really, really great offensive lines, though. Yeah, but if Seahawks you're good... are not a great offensive line. And they're banged up. I get it. But if you're a good off, if you're a good D line, you you need to get some pressure. And they haven't shown it. I'm sorry. They. I think they will tonight. I mean, the, the Seahawks are starting two rookies. I mean, this is a this is a good time to have your welcome to the NFL moment. Okay. Um. And finally, Daniel Jones. Just don't turn the ball over, but you've been really good about it over the past, you know, year and a month. 
but been really solid at not turning the ball over. Please continue. Matt Breida, please continue to, to step up in Saquon's absence. Need a big game out of those two. All right, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back for the first time this year talking about college football. Yes, sir. Back after this. Feed Hudson Valley is a regional food rescue and harvesting network in the Hudson Valley operating through Dutchess, Orange, Ulster, Columbia, Green, Putnam, and Sullivan counties. It links donors of prepared but unserved food and fresh produce with nonprofits and food assistance programs. Through an app-assisted network of food donors, volunteers, and feeding agencies, Feed Hudson Valley facilitates the harvesting, processing, and distribution of locally grown or produced agricultural products, self-stable food donations, and prepared nutritious foods. The app used is called Chowmatch, and it is easy for volunteers to download and use. Among the donors are restaurants, farms, food makers, stores, hospitals, and universities. The food assistance programs include food pantries, soup kitchens, and shelters. Volunteers are matched through the Chow Match app when a donation is available. They can indicate that they are available to make a run and then pick it up for a donor and deliver it to the agency. The Feed Hudson Valley Network currently includes over 300 volunteers, 130 donors, and 95 receiving agencies. Last year, on average, Feed Hudson Valley re- rescued and redirected over 12,000 pounds of food each month. Feed Hudson Valley could use more donors and volunteers. To learn more and sign up, visit feedhv.org. Again, that's feedhv.org. One more time, spelled out, F-E-E-D-H-V.org. Now back to the podcast. All right, Nick. Saturday night, I texted you about a couple of things. Yes. And the first game I want to talk about, it was like the game was on. Like, oh, what a beautiful who... Saturday. I shit quit my other job. <laughs> Fuck that place. That's, that's an interesting way to start this segment. But, I mean, anybody who watched Old Miss LSU... I think you can say you've done cocaine once in your life. Because yeah. that game, it felt like you were doing cocaine. And Ole Miss is good, let me tell you. I oh, mean... LSU, like, what happened? Like, I'm here with my family. I mean, it was for about a quarter and a half there. It just looked like both Lane Kiffin and Brian Kelly were just like, nah, you take the game, we don't want it. Well, this is the thing with LSU. Brian Kelly is kind of getting away with it because Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback he's ever coached. But he is not good at developing quarterbacks. He's never been. Is he good at anything? Like, seriously. Is he good and at this anything? Is, this is the weird thing because I hear a lot of – I've, I've listened to a lot of Tennessee sports radio. They talk a lot of SEC football. And I've heard some interesting inside stories about Brian Kelly that he's difficult to work with, that he's he's rude to his players, that he throws players under the bus. I don't understand how this guy is. I guess people just see the wins and losses and they're like, fuck it. 
And the fact that he's kind of buoyed and revived multiple programs. I mean, he did it at Cincinnati. He did it at Notre Dame. But he's never... I I, I won't comment on he's whether he's a good... He's never won anything. He's never won any... I, I won't comment on whether he's a good coach or not, because I just don't have enough information. But he's... One thing that he has never done, uh, other than winning the big game, which you alluded to, is he's never been able to develop a quarterback. I mean, Everett Golson regressed during his time with Brian Kelly. Tommy Rees, who's now working at Alabama, just never never the, the guy. You know, Notre Dame quarterback, Deshaun Kaiser. I mean, come on. Kaiser Sose. Kaiser Sose. What are we doing? Jaden Daniels is so athletic and so talented on his own merit that he's been able to hide a lot of those Brian Kelly quarterback shortcomings. But this is just chat. You saw it like Jackson Dart is looks like a, the real deal for Ole Miss. And that's Lane Kiffin is great with quarterbacks. And it was like night and day difference. That's why ultimately Ole Miss was able to come out on top because they do a better job developing their quarterbacks. Jackson Dart was ready to go. And, you know, I, I don't think there's anything more to say about it than that. I mean, like, it's, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not drinking the Brian Kelly Kool-Aid like a lot of people down in the swamp are. I'm not, I'm are, not drinking are, it. Is anybody drinking the Kool-Aid now? Oh, like, in LSU, the, in, in Louisiana, they are. I, listen, I, and I thought this title was held by Jimbo Fisher for most overrated college football coach in the country. No, it's still it's, Jimbo. It's Brian Kelly. No, it's what? still it's still Jimbo because Jimbo has a title. Jim Jameis Winston has a title. Jimbo Fisher has a title. He's brought a program from the depths of of the earth to to national titleship. I mean, come on, Florida when, State was not at the depths of when he took it over. It was no, it wasn't. They weren't he, good. He he inherited. The, he inherited all of Bobby Bowden's success and coasted off of that. Texas A&M, now we're talking about a program that was at the bottom of the barrel in shambles, and he has done nothing with them. Nothing. Well, he beat Bama, but... He beat Bama once. He probably <laughs> should have beaten them a second time because J Jalen Milrow was bad, but he beat him once. No, but bro... Kevin's... Listen, listen. All I'm saying is Kevin Sumlin beat Bama. I... I... But... At Hugh least... Freeze beat Bama. Yes, I get it. Gus you... Malzahn beat Bama three times. <laughs> and they threw Gus Malzahn out with the bathwater. They but... did. They did. And he's killing it at UCF, though, although it was a bad loss yesterday. Uh, all I'm saying is Brian Kelly. You... Brian Kelly is a, is a scammer. He's he is. a if we're like, talking about second most overrated college football coach in the country, I mean Brian Kelly easily. But no, I think I still think it's Brian Kelly because he hasn't won anything. Like they were propping up Notre Dame because they were an independent school and they can go anywhere. Yeah. Whenever they went on the big stage against, they look better now with Marcus Freeman than they did with Brian Kelly. Right. Because anytime they went on the biggest stage, they drew dead. They yeah. popped like a fish. He is. Yep. Brian Kelly Marcus Freeman coach. at least has him in games. Like they, they could have, should have won against Ohio State. If Brian Kelly was at Memphis, if he was at Kansas, if he was 
still at Cincinnati, it'd be different. But you're now, you can't be, you know, the old sister of the poor anymore. You're coaching them. That this is now two big-time college programs. What have you done? That they're in the same spot that they were when he took over, if not in a worse position now than when he took over. And Notre Dame, they were they were just even the entire time, the entire time he was there. So I don't want to hear this. I, I am completely out on Brian Kelly, and I will be forever. Jimbo. At least, again, at least he's got a national championship to fall back on. Like I said, Jameis has a national championship. Chip it's Kelly's sort of, a better coach than Brian Kelly. It's sort of the it's sort of the uh it's sort of the the Ed Orgeron effect. You know what I mean? Like, does Ed Orgeron really have a national title, or does Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Justin well, Jefferson? You could say that about any title. coach. You could say that. You about- can't say it about Saban. You can you can you can knock a couple of his uh, titles, a couple of them, a couple of. But he's got. I mean, he's got seven. Well, yes, but I'm saying you can knock like three of them down. Does Does Larry Coker have a national title, or does do Ed Reed and uh, Clinton Portis have a national title? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Moving on. Yes. Bama got right. They have to. Yes, and, and 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 to all these doom and gloomers down here, Bama Bama's no good. They're out. I'm just saying, okay. Number one, Saban, like we alluded to, best coach of all time. I mean, it's not even close at the college level. Seven national titles. And by the way, by the way, Nick Saban has done this before. Early loss to a season, uh, early loss in the season to a team that they probably shouldn't have lost to. Bad quarterback, struggling offensive line. Does this remind you of any particular Saban season? Because <laughs> it reminds me of one. Do you remember 2015 with Jacob Coker and the bad offensive line? where they lost early in the season to Chad Kelly and Ole Miss, and all of a sudden the sky was falling. Bama's not a good program anymore. Colin Cowherd and Joel Klatt talking about the dynasty is <laughs> over. And then do you remember what happened, Joe Leo? Do yes, you remember I do. what happened? Uh-huh. I know you do because we were watching it together in your mm-hmm. living room. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I don't I don't think that Bama is going to win the national title this year. They'll make the but playoffs, though. I, it, we'll, we'll wait and see, but it's eerily similar. I'm, I, I'm not calling, you know, this is the, the get right and they're back on the, the whole Bama train and they're just going to steamroll everybody on their no. way to a national title. I'm not saying that. But they, they got they right. They may well make the playoffs, and they got right. It was a great <laughs> win against Mississippi State. It's a team you have to beat. And they did it. They went out there and they showed it. They showed you something. Show me something. Speaking of showing people something, for mm-hmm. everybody who says Michigan's overrated, okay, sure. No, no, please stop. They're, they're, if, 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 if anybody is saying this, please stop. Because... Oh, people are saying it. Trust me, I, I, I've i seen it. Michigan went in it. And I know Nebraska is just a, a shell of what they were in the 70s. Like, they... There, there's no for one thing right now, and it's being atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. Matt Rule, I'm sorry. 
he might be gone after this year. That's how bad they've been. But Michigan is playing with the big, can play with the big boys. This Maybe is that's what you're Brian s- Kelly's next stop, Nebraska. Oh God, I hope so. To, to <laughs> pound on him once a year. Oh please. And I, I'll be beating on the drum of he's the worst and most overrated coach ever. More and more and more and more if he goes to Nebraska for his next stop. But Michigan is doing to lesser programs what title contenders should do. And that is mm-hmm. curb stomping them. Yes. Like, the the Nebraska game was not a game. It, it, like, it, it was like a lion playing with food. And I think Harbaugh has them with a chip on their shoulder. I think a bunch of those dudes that are now juniors and seniors have a chip on their shoulder from two playoff visits, and they want it this year like no other team in the country. So look out for Michigan, and I would not be surprised if Michigan's actually the number one team in the country at some point this year. I would not be surprised either. I mean, they're hanging out at number two right now. Only Georgia's ahead of them. And Georgia just had a, a tough game against Auburn, who's not ranked and also not good. So, <laughs> so I mean, 45-7 to seven versus 27-20. to 20. I mean, I get it with Auburn. It's a rivalry. Michigan and Nebraska, not quite a rivalry at the same level as one of the oldest in the country point blank period but even so and i mean if we're talking by the way if we're talking about curb stomping people teams who just consistently get it done i got i got a couple for you to watch out for okay number one is is penn state they just keep doing it Penn State, in my opinion, is the second best team in the Big Ten right now. Michigan is is built to beat Ohio State. But Penn State-Michigan is going to be a very interesting matchup in a couple weeks, in my opinion. And then the second team I want to direct everybody's attention to is Washington. I had him on my list. I, I, you know, let's, let's save that for a second. Because okay. I want to get to two things before I get to the Pac-2. Yes. Number one... Who's your best team in the country right now? Right now? Yes. Texas. I'm saying, I I don't care if I'm a homer, I'm saying Michigan. With Texas probably being next and then Georgia, number three. But number two, who's your Heisman favorite right now? Uh, Washington, Michael Penix Jr. I'm still Caleb Williams. Because you look at his stats through through, five The stats are very impressive. From this re- year to last year, he's better. Yes, and every and across the board, every category, he's better. And so, he he may well be the first person since Archie Griffin to win two Heisman's. I'm still saying Penix, very uh, very close second for Caleb Williams, and very close third for Bo Nix. Clean sweep for the pack two at the top of the uh, the top of the board. Or I guess I should say clean sweep for the Big Ten, since all of those schools will be in the Big Ten next year. Let's get to the pack um, two. Yeah, and Washington yeah. and Oregon State. Because you want to talk about a, a conference that is just discarded. They are having one of the best FU seasons, maybe ever, yeah. at, 
for all the hype and all the talk for years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Finally, when they, as their swan song, as their last dance, as they're being pushed out the door, they're having a good year. The whole conference is having a good year. And it's the best pack football we've seen in decades. It's probably since the Pete Carroll USC era. And if you're like, and if you're on the East Coast not watching, you should be watching. Not only because these guys are going to be playing in your time slots next year, <laughs> most of them, but this is really, really good football. It's Washington. Great football. Washington is a legitimate national title contender. The Washington Huskies. Michael Penix Jr. That defense is great. Arizona's a good team with a really solid young coach and a really solid young quarterback. And Washington beat them. Flat out beat them. Last week, Washington took Cal behind the woodshed. 59-32 to was, I believe, the final score. And I'm checking the stats right now again. Michael Penix, four touchdowns, 304 yards in that game. They had multiple touchdowns on the ground. This is a team that can beat you any which way. It would not surprise me at all to see Washington in the Final Four. It would also not surprise me to see Oregon in the Final Four because Bo Nix suddenly looks great. And we all know he... I don't want to get too high on the Bo Nix, and I, I might even be, you know... We already know he can beat Bama. Yeah, but I don't want to, you know, and I'm kind of knocking my Caleb Williams for Heisman a little bit, but that that Colorado defense is a turnstile. Like, they can't stop a nosebleed. They are bad on defense. They're they're a bad defense. They're a great offense, though. Right, but again, you you can't stop anybody. Like, they couldn't stop. They can't stop anybody. So... I get what what Oregon did to Colorado two weeks ago, mm-hmm. but like, and by the way, also Washington State lurking there, undefeated, just outside the top ten. Do you want to talk pump, about fuck you seasons? <laughs> let's pump the brakes on Oregon a little bit. All right, like there 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 are still elements of the Pac-10 here. All right, yeah. this is still the Pac-10 we're talking about, but as a conference. It's almost sad because if you're a major TV network, you want this type of football on television week in and week out, and well, they're going to get it next year. You're going to it's going to be great for the Big Ten, but it's kind of sad for the old way of college football to see this now just dissolve. But again, it's a lesson learned. How great would it be, and I don't think this is going to happen, but how great would it be if Washington, in their dying breath as a conference, wins one for the Pac-10 after years and years and years and years of people saying that they were um, overrated and that whole conference crying because they were disrespected? I love it. I mean, Washington and Washington, Washington State Week 12 is possibly going to be for a playoff spot. I mean, that's phenomenal. Nick, really quickly. Yes. Just, uh, <coughs> I want to get to overreactions because sure. I'll, I'll tease it real, real quick. I have four this week. Yeah. Four. And before we before we do that real quick, I got a couple of um, previews for uh, the last week, the next week, I should say, of college games. Go ahead. So, 
Maryland and Ohio State. Maryland's undefeated. They're just kind of lurking there. Let's the go Terps. Is, the game is at Ohio State, so it's going to be really tough, but it could be a real nice moment for Mike Loxley's squad to show what they're made of. Missouri and LSU are playing. You know who else is undefeated, Joe Leo? Missouri. <laughs> Nothing would make me happy. They're just quietly hanging out at the back end of the rankings. If they win against LSU, and and it's in Columbia, it's in Missouri. That's a win. If they That's win this win. game, <laughs> if they win this game, they're gonna shoot up the rankings. We haven't seen this since uh, Matty Mock was the quarterback there. We got uh, the Red River Shootout, of course, Oklahoma and Texas. I That's... think Texas is the best team in the country. I think they're going to show it against Oklahoma's Oklahoma. Good team, though. Oklahoma's Their quarterback's good. really good. And then finally, we got a couple more for you. Georgia and Kentucky. Kentucky, another one of these SEC teams that's undefeated right now, just kind of lurking there. Kentucky gave it to. Like, they gave the business. I forget who they played. but they, Florida. Yeah, they beat Florida down. They, they You want to talk about taking them behind the woodshed. Mm-hmm. You know, they were giving some updates through the Michigan game of that, of that game. And, like, good God, is Kentucky a wagon. Good gravy. And then Last finally... One. Finally, uh, this is uh, this is a very interesting Mountain West matchup: Washington State and Oregon State's new conference. Very interesting uh, Mountain West matchup: Fresno State versus Wyoming. Fresno State ranked twenty-four right now, undefeated. Wash Wyoming with their only loss to Texas. It gets in a weird. Game they were capable of winning at multiple points. Where is that game? That is in Wyoming. It gets weird there. It gets it, weird there. It, it, that is a game that could it's be weird for, in Laramie. That's a game that could set the winner up for that coveted New Year's Six spot. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching all those games, and I'm very excited for next week. But we'll take mm-hmm. a quick break, and we'll get to a very very jam packed overreactions right after this. All right, Nick, I'm gonna go first because sure. I have four of them how many do you have i have three okay i think denver's tanking for caleb williams and i think they will have the number one overall pick i know i've uh flip-flopped who i think will have the number one overall pick for a portion of this year but I, and i know they just beat chicago and chicago is going to be tanking for the number one pick i don't think they're going to go for caleb williams but you know to kind of do what they did last year and and set themselves up with a boatload of other picks in, in future years but mm-hmm. i think sean payton knows what he has in russell wilson and it's zero so i think he wants an, if he's going to be there for the long term in denver i think he wants a quarterback and i think they're going to tank for the number one overall pick cool i like it i like it because why else um, do this bad right my first one we alluded to it earlier when I said we'd get to the Raiders. Josh McDaniels is going to be the first coach fired, and it's going to happen next week. You just have it out for Josh McDaniels. He's, like, as we've said before, he's the biggest hack coach of all time. 6-0 uh, so, in Denver. Speaking of Denver, 6-0. and He stinks. He stinks. 
Aiden O'Connell starting at quarterback, I mean, come on. They didn't even <laughs> have faith in Brian Hoyer. They have no faith in this team. And I got news for you. They're playing on Monday night next week against Green Bay at home. That's a turd punch bowl. That That is, jeez. Jordan Love is going to run roughshod over the <laughs> the uh, Raider defense. And Mark Davis is going to be like, you know what, Josh, just go down the strip, have fun, gamble your money away. We don't want you anymore. The experiment is over. The experiment failed. It's time to move on. I don't know who they're going to replace him with, but... Um... Yeah, they should have never. Um, forgetting a lot of names, but they should. Well, never... there is a there is a there is a college coach whose um, sexual harassment style would work well in the Vegas atmosphere, and his name is Mel Tucker. Oh boy. Moving on. Um, yes, this is a game. Sexual that... harassment, panda. <laughs> Moving on to a game that is close to literally where you are. I think Burrow needs to be shut down for the rest of the year. There's nothing they're playing for. They're one and three. He's clearly hurt. It's a calf injury that if you are paying attention to major athletes over the past couple of years, calf injuries lead to an Achilles injury. And that is the last thing that Cincinnati needs. So they need to shut him down and get him fully healthy. He could still return at some point this year, but you don't mess with a calf injury because it could lead to greater concern. And at one and three, your season's over. Both There's two teams in your division, really three teams if you really believe in, in Cleveland, but Pittsburgh and, and Baltimore are not going anywhere. They're not beating either of those two teams the way that they're playing right now. And they've already got a loss against Cleveland. So... I, and I'm sorry, this offensive line needs needs some work. You can get an offensive lineman high in the draft. I am You stole one right season. out of my mouth, man. You stole one right out of my mouth. That was my second overreaction. I couldn't <laughs> agree more. Joe Burrow, like, what are you doing, Cincinnati? It, like, this guy is clearly hurt. He needs to be shut down. I understand you don't have the most faith in Jake Browning as a backup, but you gotta you gotta just let it happen. I mean, the, the offensive line is putrid. You're in losing Cincinnati. with Burrow hurt. Why not lose with a healthy backup? Right. Like, it's not like Burrow is actually playing well and you're still losing. He's not playing well at all. Trust me, I have him in fantasy. He stinks. And, I mean, and, it, and it's not because it's not because he stinks. He's hurt. We know what he is when he's healthy. He's not healthy. He's just one of those guys that's going to tough it out and play through it. And but... I'll tell you, I'll tell you this no, too. The, stop. You know, go ahead. The the Titans' defense is not world beaters. They're not good either. The they're Titans not. They're, defense. This oh, is not. This is not God. the team that shuts a great quarterback down to 167 yards in the air with no scores. I mean, if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for the Bengals having one of the best kickers in the league, they would have been shut out. <laughs> stop. Stop the madness. Let Joe Burrow sit down. Let yeah, Joe Burrow heal. Fight. Stop the fight. Call off the dogs. Take the knee. 
You have the core locked up. You can go again next year. Yeah. My uh my second or now third overreaction, I guess, is uh <clears throat> Texans are winning this division. You're on board with me. I said that yeah, I said that last week. And that yeah. ties into my third overreaction. CJ Stroud no, is legitimately go good. Yeah, he should have been the first overall pick. Yes. He's actually C- good. CJ Stroud is legitimately good. They got they and they scored Will Anderson on defense too. I mean Texan rebuild is in full swing right now, and it, it looks like they're doing it right. And you look at the rest of this division, Jacksonville is still ja- probably a nine-win team. Jacksonville's Col- Jacksonville. The Colts are in complete disarray. And the Titans are not good. Like, sure, they're starting three and one basically by default because the schedule helped them out. But they're not the, the tech the, the division is wide open and the Texans are well positioned to run right through the wall. I I love D'Amico Ryans. I think he's a great coach. Like I said before, CJ Stroud is legitimately good. Tank Dell all of a sudden looks like a great weapon. Texans get him, baby. Plays into my third row reaction. D'Amico Ryans coach of the year. Hmm. I like it. New coach, has everybody playing well. That Texans team is already frisky. They, they they win games that they shouldn't because they don't like they want to win for their coaches. D'Amico yep. Ryan's is not going to be another one and done coach in Houston. I think they actually have something in him. I think and to of, do it against Pittsburgh, right? Which Kenny Pickett got hurt. Okay, I get it. You know you're throwing Mitchell Trubisky defense, out there, but that that. Pittsburgh defense is really good, and and C.J. Stroud just picked them apart. And I think a lot of what Stroud is doing, look, I think he's legit, but I think it is scheme and coaching. I'm not calling C.J. Stroud a, a system quarterback, but to get him every to the level he's at now, every good quarterback coaching. is a system quarter quarterback to some extent. That's just that's how it works. If no, you, I, what I'm saying is the they're accelerating of, his development. Yeah, I, I know. I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm just going about it a different way. That the the, the 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 idea of a good quarterback is that you execute the system correctly. That's what defines being a good quarterback. That's why I keep telling people that Kenny Pickett is good, and he is, because. He executes the Pittsburgh system correct. C.J. Stroud is executing D'Amico Ryan's system perfectly. Like, yeah, he's a Tom Brady was a system quarterback. Are we sure about that? Because the system since he left seems to be falling apart at the well, seams. Mac Jones is not a system quarterback. Nothing. You want to talk about nothing making me happier? I know. I know. I I, I rooted for the Cowboys yesterday, but. Mm-hmm. The dis- the demise of the the Patriots is Bailey just... Zappi might be a system quarterback, but we're gonna have to take a few weeks to to find out. Bailey Zappi should start next week for New England. That's he how probably bad is. Mac Jones is. He probably is. I mean, Mac Jones didn't like get hurt like some of these other quarterbacks this week. Mac Jones got flat out benched. Bill Belichick said, "We're done. We're we're putting Bailey Zappi in there." <laughs> When you're throwing back across the field twice in year three, you stink. 
he stinks. That's like he's bad. He's a bad quarterback. My fourth overreaction. I don't know what Super Bowl preview this is for me, but my prediction right now on October second, twenty twenty-three. I have the Eagles of Philadelphia. The team that the Jets will beat in two weeks. Yes, the team that will lose the Jets in two weeks. Uh huh. Just checking. Falling again in a Super Bowl rematch to the Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. Super Bowl rematch. Okay. Not buying on the on the Niners quite yet. They're good, but the teams that they've beaten this year. Next week's going to be a real test. Next next week's going to be a real test and potentially a game of the year candidate. Mm. All right, Nick. I think that's a good place to end. Tell the people what you got going on, where they can find you, all that good stuff. Nick Parody is on all social medias. X, Twitter, whatever. Instagram, threads, TikTok, Snapchat, all that good stuff. The bad ideas at the underscore bad underscore ideas underscore. I, I said we were going to have new music out last week. Then I got sick and couldn't finish my vocals, and I'm still sick, so we'll we'll get it out at some point, I promise. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, come see us at your local backyard party. <laughs> all right, Nick. Thank you so much for coming on, brother, and I'll talk to you next week, all right? Yes, sir. Take care. On this side of the coin, at the fake J Leo on Twitter, jdatasports.blogspot.com, and of course, this podcast. If you've reached this point, please like, subscribe, share this podcast with anybody who you've seen fit. If you're new to the show, please download the show. It means more to the show than you know. Articles will be out at some point this week. I promise I will get them out at some point this week, so be on the lookout for that. Going to potentially have a NBA start to the locks this week, so trying to tie that up and get that on on friday if not just the locks so that's where the podcast stands for the week but until friday it's closing time you don't have to go home but you can't stay here peace